Episode 115. Um, I'll put away Tiny Tower now. Now able to serve in the military openly. <laughs> I know, right? Woo! Yeah. Quick aside clap. You know, I, I, I think even like nowadays, my dad would probably say, whatever, yeah. about that. <laughs> Which that's like, that's a... That's a huge step forward for him. Yeah. That's a testament to my brother, sister, and I slowly breaking him down his barriers over the years. <laughs> so, Where he Break finally you. just said, ah, oh, fuck it, I give up. See, I mean, luckily what, in your family, there's like two other like-minded. Like in my family, it's it's sort of a me. Well, my mom's, against against the world. My mom's yeah. also like-minded. My dad was always the one that was kind of very, uh, like, you know, he was the military guy. So Right, right, right. Um, Today my mom posted a political cartoon that had like a, an out of work looking guy that was like you know seventeen percent jobless, and then it had a caricature of Obama saying hundred percent clueless, and it's just like, <laughs> you're like there's something clueless going on here. That's for sure. <laughs> you're just like, mom, I love you because I'm contractually obligated, <laughs> um, genetically obligated to love you. But uh, so, anyways, video games. Video games. Uh, we're not going to talk about gears this week. I mean, well, I mean, we can basically. I mean, it's fine to say that everyone's enjoying it. Everyone thinks it's the best yeah. it's been. I think that's unanimous. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going kind of back and forth on on some of the campaign stuff. I mean, generally, I'm really enjoying it, but there's a couple times where I'm just like, eh. But we'll talk a lot about more of that next week. But I can just kind of suffice my my multiplayer experience. And the beast mode is the best mode ever. I mean, there are a couple of parts in the campaign too that I played, and I was like, eh. Yeah, but I but love Beast. Then there were made parts where I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. See, um, uh, uh, you the, were moved. I was moved. The old yeah. Too legit to quit. Crew have been playing a bunch of Horde. We haven't oh, even yeah. tried I, Beast man, yet. I haven't gotten. We haven't to play even touched Horde it. In a Horde while. is Horde is really good. Dude, I played Horde, some Horde is, too. Yeah. Like we we all were noticing like around like wave thirty. We're like, damn, we're screaming a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, and around wave thirty is when like your first hardcore Brumac attack hits or something like oh, that. Jesus like, Christ! The Lambert Berserker. I yeah. fought a Lambert Berserker in Horde before I'd seen it in campaign, so I had no oh, idea wow. what the right. fuck was going okay. on. And dude, in in campaign, that battle was fucked up hard enough on its own. Yeah, yeah. So I can't even it, imagine that. It was normal. hard on normal, on yeah. normal. Dude, I mean, so, we were playing on hardcore, and we had four people. And that's what I'm was, saying. Well, the AI more and, difficult. The AI in the campaign don't always do the best job of shooting them in the gut. They kind of leave that to you. I but, think it might be harder in four player co-op. I think it might because be. you can get instant gibbed. Right. Yes. And yeah. like, and like the uh, yeah, and the uh, the AI, they just last so much longer. Oh well, and if you ever go down, they drop everything to bring right. you back. Usually. Well, and I and I fought and I fought that battle uh, last night with a crew of three, so we had one AI character, and we didn't have too much trouble with it. But today, I we were playing a four player co op, and we just got our asses handed to us over and over and over and over again. Don't play uh, Gears of War three on insane, by the way. Don't. Uh, just don't. Down and dead. On insane. 
Oh like, yeah. If you yeah, get yeah. down, there's no getting p- revived after right. getting down. Like anyone, if anyone's down, they're dead, and you Jesus. will reset the checkpoint. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I was gonna say I, I don't, don't need it. Yeah. Um, and I like hard games. Like I sure. like playing. I played on insane on every gears until this mm-hmm. one. I just yeah. Me do too. It. Well, I only played insane in co-op. I never played insane by myself. I think I did oh. it by myself. I've also I realized, realized, yeah. I've only ever done insane with people. The the centipede locust like totally connects with some sort of primal fear inside my brain. <laughs> it just I, I just turn around. I just turn around and run. Really? I don't even shoot at it. Does that ever show up? I just up run the other way. Yeah. Maybe it's only certain oh, levels that that shows up on. Mm. They show up. Yeah, they show up in Horde. And, and, and I uh, run the other way. Yeah. In the campaign, it's really annoying because uh, when you're playing solo anyway, because in the solo campaign, all the monsters tend to focus on you a little bit more. I'm sure it's yeah. programmed that way. And so the centipede is totally focused on you the whole time. Yeah, that's really annoying. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm the only one that knows to shoot the centipede in the ass, and it's following me everywhere. So it's really difficult to get it to focus on somebody else. And then the armored canis show up. Yeah. (laughs) But I got the the strategy for them is just stick, if you have them, stick them with grenades. grenades. Headshots with the torque bow also really Oh, yeah, that works too. The torque bow is so much better in Gears 3 than it was in 1 or 2. Why is that? I don't know. To me, I used it and it felt like the same thing. It's just way more responsive and you don't have to charge it as long. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, the the charge doesn't seem as long, but it goes from from limp to shoot much faster. Right. (laughs) But everything else about it seems pretty much the same, like the way it aims and stuff. I don't know. Some girls are into that. You could actually perceive a control difference between it yes. between two and man i don't have that good of a memory of how it controlled in two to well, be I able played, to compare. i played some co-op gears two last weekend so i had some like instant comparisons it that is I could draw. seriously it is a much weapon. more responsive like yeah. not i mean everything is more responsive true yeah everything just feels better like um it's almost like they figured out after the third game they figured out the best way to do the stick acceleration uh, so that I really feel like I have a lot of control. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, you guys are much more sensitive to that than me because mm-hmm. when I play, I'm like, this just feels more like Gears, and that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's getting to the point with Input Lag where, I mean, my TV purchase earlier in the year centered around Input Lag. Mm. Like, I did research before I bought my TV to oh, find right. the one that has the the least Wow. Um, for an LCD. Right. And I usually, if it's a shooter, like a Twitch shooter, <laughs> then I play with a wired controller. Mm-hmm. Does that really make that much it difference? It does make a difference. Huh. See, all these things are things that... Are, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my controller is always plugged in because my play and charge kit actually has a short in it. But does that matter? What do you mean your play and charge kit has I a short I have a play and charge kit for because uh, I have a wireless controller. Mm-hmm. But my uh, battery won't charge anymore. Like, it doesn't connect. But it'll still power my controller if it's plugged in. Oh, okay. And uh, is it still, like, behaving wirelessly? No. Uh, that's the difference between the original wireless controllers and mm-hmm. the new wireless controllers, the silver ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the silver ones over their play and charge kit become wired controllers. Ah, uh, okay. But that doesn't apply to uh, right. to the old. Gotcha. So my so my old controller is still behaving wirelessly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and also, I mean, I we're mean, talking milliseconds, thousandths of a second. I don't right, think I would notice. <clears throat> it's it's just degrees of difference. I mean. Going from Halo to Killzone 2 is only like 45 milliseconds, but the control difference between those two games is pretty major. Agreed. Yeah. A lot of times it's, this, it's the thing that 
you know, unless you're looking for it and sort of studying it on a, a, a an academic level, you're not going to really notice it. But it's the kind of thing that comes out in conversation when people mm-hmm. say, oh, this game just feels better that, you know, right. More responsive. Right. Like, that's the reason why Call of Duty, quote, feels fast is because mm-hmm. the frame rate allows the response time to be right. Significantly improved. And they will they will sacrifice visual quality to to keep mm-hmm. that frame rate up. That's how important it is to to their development process. Whereas, I mean, I think that Halo is totally reasonably responsive. Um, yeah, Battlefield Bad Company Two, I think, is really responsive. Mm-hmm. It's reasonably Halo is reasonably reasonably responsive, I think, because everyone moves slower too, so you don't have to. That's part of it. Fast. Yeah, I mean, that was that it was all a comes big together, reason why, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why that you know that series is like that is because its legacy is uh, comes from an era where they couldn't have the kind of uh, stick control that you've got now just because the game engine wouldn't have supported it and still had a decent frame rate. So let's talk about something else other than Gears because we're going to talk about that game a lot in the coming weeks. Truth. We're gonna, are we going to actually do a spoiler cast? I think next week. That was, that was the, plan. the plan. Gears 2 spoiler cast. With or a Gears 3, 3 spoiler possible cast. special guest Casey Lynch. Word up. Um, I'm down for that shit, yo. So the Diablo beta came out this week. Yes, it did. Oh, I don't have God. one. Don't talk about it. You're gonna. You know, the only part of it that bothered me was that it came out, and now that I'm doing PC coverage at IGN, I had to like blast through it, you know, oh, so that right. I could do coverage stuff for it. I really want like so. I was like, oh, my first time through, I don't get to be like every barrel. I'm like I'm passing up barrels. <laughs> but now you can play through it again with the same character and grind that shit. Yeah, but so does but the it's, beta it's, have the whole game. No, no, no. The, that's the thing about the beta is it's only not. it's only like an hour and a half of content, which is why right. I kind of don't want to grind it over and over again because yeah. I know when the game comes out, I'm gonna have to do that it's again. The first, <laughs> it's like the first quarter of the first act. Mm. Um, do you get any? Do you get anything like like let's say you grind away? Is there anything that carries over? Into I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna guess so. they reset every, all your shit because so. I'm yeah. I'm guessing at this. I don't know for sure, but it, I think you have accelerated leveling in the beta. Because I don't the, think so. You're, there's it's only thirty levels mm-hmm. in the and whole you're game. Already twenty nine, and I'm and and one playthrough I got to level ten, mm-hmm. like of a, of an hour and a half of game. Did you it play co op? No. Were you playing? Um, I don't know. I mean, you level up really fast in Diablo two for the first twelve or thirteen levels. Okay. Well, it yeah. Maybe a, if it just super slows. Yeah, it may have a crazy uh, exponential curve applied. to the Yeah, because otherwise, I was like, this is only like part way, one quarter of Act one, right. and I'm already like we level yeah, one third of it, the but, level. Yeah, but they're trying to hook people in so that they'll get into the auctioning and the microtransactions and stuff like that. And they figured out from World of Warcraft that if you if you greatly accelerate the first 50 to 60 percent of the game perceptually to people then they feel like they're making such great progress that they can continue on through the parts of the game that drag on and on also i mean diablo 3 has so much more flexibility with skills Mm. than any of the previous games did well and combine that with the loot mechanic which mm -hmm. it's always become about Mm -hmm. diablo 3 is basically like diablo life after world of warcraft like everything that blizzard has learned (laughs) like the ability to like so many things right like you can hit b Mm -hmm. to open up your inventory as in backpack Mm -hmm. instead of i for inventory you can hit both everything that was that's in your way to playing the game is gone yeah Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying that's everything like that people have complained about in wow over the years that they've slowly stripped away they've stripped away in this mm-hmm. don't put points into your character anymore that shit happens automatically other than if you get some items that boost it otherwise mm-hmm. you have skills and you can redo your skills at any time because mm-hmm. we don't want you to ever be stuck in them you know it's mm-hmm. like okay you know we never want you to have to go back to the store so here's an item where you can sell everything on the fly <laughs> right or yeah. you can break down any weapon that you have 
yeah mm-hmm. into, into like enchanting in world of warcraft basically right, into right, essences yeah. that you can then use um but the the uh i wonder if the the being able to sell stuff without having to go back to town all the time i wonder if they learned that from uh torchlight I think that it's a very... It feels a lot like Torchlight. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had that cat. It was like the best thing ever. People love that. People oh, always yeah. talk about I that. I mean, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. other little things is if you hit enter to bring up chat and then hit your inventory, if you hit shift and click on any item, it mm-hmm. puts that item into chat. Right, it's hot linking item. Oh, exactly. <clears throat> and then like, you wow, roll over yeah. the description in chat and it exactly gives like, the description wow. of the item. Yeah. Exactly. So just that, like, yeah, so, so that way you're not typing in all that stuff exactly. all the time. Just, yep. like, just like World of Warcraft. Yep. You know, it's yep. All these things they've learned from wow like mm-hmm. it's just like a testament to that also learned from wow in a bad way is that if you ever lose internet connection you're immediately kicked out of the game that's really awesome <laughs> i mean they've said that that it's a I know. permanently hosted experience I know. Um, <laughs> fun fact there is controller code in the game really yes it's not huh. activated but it's in there wow cool like I wonder... it's they've done the code to make it work on an xbox 360 controller right, right, right. i'd be curious to see how it plays because for me me too it's I mean, such a fundamentally mouse and mash the, my mouse button the blizzard experience. dude said like yesterday i think that uh i think it was the weed designer said that it feels better on a controller than it does on a keyboard and mouse after playing torchlight and experiencing the changes they made in the ui and just the way it plays mm-hmm. i believe it because mm-hmm. torchlight played really well with a, a, a gamepad Right, there's just some things like being able to specifically <coughs> click an enemy to make the spell go past everyone and hit him that I don't know yeah. how you do with a, a and controller. And I would still say for, for uh, listeners out there that aren't in the Diablo 3 beta, and if you haven't tried Torchlight yet... Please do. Please do. I'll yeah, I mean, we don't know when Diablo yeah. 3 is ever coming out, so why not play yeah, Torchlight for so now? Get it on, get it on Steam or get it on Xbox uh, Arcade. I mean, what was the trajectory for the StarCraft 2 beta... The last StarCraft mm. 2 beta to retail release of StarCraft 2. Wasn't it like seven or eight months? Yeah. Uh, was it? I could didn't be totally the beta, wrong. Wasn't the beta in like I didn't play March or April when the game came out in July? The game is definitely... I, right. I do not believe Diablo is coming out this year. But No, neither do I. <laughs> Early next year, maybe. Yeah, when's Torchlight 2 supposed to be out? Very, very soon. Right, there we go. Um, so for their sake, I hope before Diablo 2 so they don't just get steamrolled. <laughs> yeah. But yeah it's, I it, really want to play The beta's really fun. Too. I've played through with uh, one character in its entirety and then run the boss with that guy a few times and then uh, started another character. character mm-hmm. did you pick initially? I played a witch doctor. That's like my main. So Did you get frogs? Yeah, the witch doctor, when you play him, it's kind of funny because all the other characters are like distinguished and poised. Mm-hmm. And like traditional I don't think heroes, the monk is that at all? The monk is making really racially insensitive noises all the time. Well, okay, racially <laughs> insensitive noises is one thing, but he's still like a poised, like charismatic fighter. Like mm-hmm. he's like he's like a person that walks into town and people are like, "Whoa, badass!" The the witch doctor walks into town and everyone's like, "Man, that guy's been doing speed." Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I like about the cool. art direction of that character. He seems like a little bit like a yeah, like he's a, constantly like if you if you, if you don't make him move. His uh-huh. character mod just sits there and jitters. Twitches. <laughs> like, like he's like fucking wigging out. That's great. He turns That's enemies awesome. into chickens. Yeah, he can. Um, yeah, the witch doctor is really I, cool. chicken. Because, and you know, just like a <laughs> World of Warcraft in some ways, I feel like, uh, you know, like in the old Diablo, characters had very specific focuses, right? Like mm. this guy's a ranged guy. Don't try and play him any other way than ranged. Mm. You know, and, and in WoW, they've kind of given you skill trees where you can specialize right. to be different They're things. Builds. Yeah. And in this, you can builds, definitely yeah. build out a wizard to be like a combat wizard you right, know he right, has a right. spell that gives him increased armor so he can tank a little bit like not as right. good as a warrior but sure he can you can play him that way should right. you choose you know yeah, but yeah well i mean they they definitely learned that lesson from wow because 
you know, somebody goes through and they build a, it's, it's audience retention is what it comes down to. It's like, well, I don't want to go and level up a warrior all the way up to top level, but I'll totally take somebody who can sort of be good at being a warrior. And then I'll play this many more months longer trying to get the gear that's appropriate to that spec. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Witch Doctor is really fun. I play mostly as a ranged character because, mm. you know, he's basically the replacement necromancer. He can summon mm. a bunch of shit to fight for him, so he pretty much rolls oh. around with the zombie dogs the whole time, <laughs> nice. throws frogs that explode, or throws, you know, spiders that fight for him. So That's what I like about... You can get like companions... The- like you can get, you can mm. summon a little snake that runs around and collects gold for you. Yeah, oh, that's so, cool. Um, <laughs> or a fly. Yeah, it's animated awesomely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, See, it's, it's that's, always that's random. What I just know it's like it's gotta be. It's always random what little creature you get. It could be a chicken. It could be a snake. <laughs> yeah, it could be a beetle. That's um, awesome. I love it. But yeah, that game is just. I mean, it's everything in my mm. opinion that people were hoping. Right, like they want more right. Diablo, but like brought into the current decade. Right, and so. Like playing Torchlight, everything that you thought, man, I really hope Diablo does this. Yeah. It does, and right. everything you're like, God, you know, I really miss this about Diablo. Diablo does, right? Not only that, but the load times are amazing. By the way, yes. like you load once into the game, and then pretty much anytime you zone, mm-hmm. even on my work laptop, I was mm-hmm. playing this. Like mm-hmm. uh, even on that, when I would zone, it was pretty much instantaneous. Like after the initial load, that was like that's pretty much it. You can yep. also play it while it's installing. Blizzard has great engines. Yeah. Um and it mostly looks great. Like right. the characters just by themselves aren't anything super impressive. Mm. But as you start getting armor and it's the sort of typical Diablo thing, you're like, Oh god, I look like my armor. <laughs> and they definitely made it scalable. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm playing it on my work laptop, which doesn't have a very good video card at all. Right. But it runs it like I'm fine. hoping yep. that the final version will be more scalable than the beta is because there aren't low settings for anything. Oh, I'm sure. No, yeah, not yet. I'm sure it will be. Um because they want, you know, they're obviously banking on the auction house making them a shit ton of money. Right. So they want it to be playable anytime that somebody is on the road on like their little bullshit uh, laptop, they can play the game and or at least go into the auction house and stuff like that. So um, I'm playing a demon hunter. Demon hunter is like the range class. class they're, right? they're the rogue equivalent, the rogue oh, Amazon okay. equivalent, except they don't like they're they're not. Like spe- there's no spears on this time around. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were probably going to be using bows because a lot of her skills revolve around those. Mm-hmm. But she's just they she's have, just a lot of fun. Doesn't, doesn't she have guns or something? Yeah, like, like crossbows or something. Yeah, I mean you can you can use uh, bows or crossbows. They can even like most classes can actually pretty much use almost any weapon. Yeah. Mm. Like my witch doctor, if I want, can pull out a two handed claymore. And wield it. I don't know what you want to because you get wow. dolls and shit as yeah. a witch doctor. Uh-huh. But um, just I, <clears throat> I find myself using more powers more frequently, like mapping to the the one like taking potions uh, out of the equation for the most part. Right means that you're using one through four as ability buttons instead of potion buttons. Yeah, I mean right. at least at least as far as the beta, maybe in the harder levels you have to pop potions more often, but in the beta. I think I've played through, like I said, like at least twice now, and I've probably used two potions the well, entire potions time. Have I've definitely died on them now too. I've died once, but I'm saying that was because I forgot to pop a potion because I was so used to not popping them. Well, they like, have oh. a cooldown too, so it's not like the other Diablo games yeah. where you could just. 
Yeah, which I actually to. never, I have, I never liked that about the Diablo games. I never thought that was a good mechanic. But I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, I miss being able to just mana in this potions. game. At least in the beta, you know, so far in the early levels, recharges recharges so fast. Yeah, like I was like when I was doing the uh, skill calculator on Blizzard's website, I was like, oh, I'm going to take this so that I regen a bunch of mana because it's going to be mm. problematic. No, it's like I'm right. practically just like in Diablo two, like. you would you would grind for skulls for like weeks to mm-hmm. craft them to get the perfect skull to put into a socketable item so that or at least as as an amazon who depended mm-hmm. on uh, the multi-shot mm-hmm. uh i would basically try to to make it so that every shot basically got enough mana back that i could keep doing that forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah that's just not an issue with this yeah if right. you run out of mana you walk away for like 10 seconds and then you're I like bet back that the changes half. in the late game <clears throat> Do you sure. multiple mana pools uh, no, it's like, different. It's different for each character. So the demon hunter has a hatred meter. Oh yeah, I saw the video <laughs> and, about and the that, mana yeah. meter. Uh, and it's just funny hearing her saying, "I do not have enough hatred." <laughs> it's funny that everyone calls these characters by he/she because that's like be what they default to. But yeah, they can. But it should be noted that you can be male or female in any oh, of that's them. That's cool. So the barbarian's like the best one as far as like the voice acting goes, though. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're playing as a barbarian uh, and you walk up. And you talk to you. He has like the best responses because they're so like, it's like yes, it's basically like you know Conan walked into the village and there's like this one. So there's this part in the beta that I'm going to spoil. It's just you know if you've watched the videos, they're everywhere. Mm. There's a part where you have to help this blacksmith and you help him kill his wife because his wife has turned into a zombie. Uh Yeah, and and so you kill him. And with the barbarian, there's like a part where he's like, ah, you know, I'm just mourning. And the barbarian's like, mourning is good. When my father was killed by an arrow. I mourned too. I climbed the wall of the ar- and murdered the archer with my bare hands. You know, like that killed him. Like that was my mourning. You should mourn. It's just like okay, thanks, barbarian, for that weird anecdote. Like he's just like really hilarious. Just there's a oh, lot, cool. and there's a lot of chatter. Yeah, there's a oh, lot good. of chatter. Also, yeah. there's just like I, there's like new random moments, like random fun things to do that weren't mm-hmm. in Diablo two, like. Mm-hmm. The fact that the world is destructible is very abusable. Mm-hmm. So as the demon hunter, I'm just like, yes, let me walk into your priceless library and destroy all your tables with my thousands of <laughs> knives. Um, you can also now, you you know, you can also there's a good reason to explore all the dungeons like the dungeons uh-huh. are, you know, kind of randomly generated to sure. a degree. But you can also run across random events. So I think there's at least one in the beta. Is that the one where the walls close off and you fight like wave after for like wave? for like one minute? It's like survive one minute and you get Fucking, a loot bonus. I was, I was playing with Charles, Tina, and Ty, and I went outside the room really quick to go kill an enemy, and, and they stuck. activated the event and stuck me outside of it. <laughs> so okay. I was just like firing through the grate into the room the whole time. <laughs> that reminds me of World of Warcraft. There's yeah. one boss fight, Baron. Where everyone, where people could get stuck out. That was oh, like really? an infamous thing. Yes, where if you initiated that. it without the full team there, it was like no, and they could just jump <laughs> at the door and watch. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> Tina that started it. I'm um, sure that you're shocked. Yeah, so there are like yeah. random events, you know, that, that are, make it worth exploring. Random bosses still. Everything that made Diablo great is still there. Yep. You know? Everything that like was awesome about War of Destruction that it added to Diablo is there. Um, and it's just, it's not in its own way anymore. Mm. It feels like it wants you to keep I playing. Didn't, I uh, I didn't see an option to change game speed, did you? So I don't think you can make it like, 
like you know like like for instance people used to play Diablo 2 and like ultra fast or things like yeah so they could farm murdering as possible oh yeah I don't remember game speed Diablo 2 I remember game speed yeah my friends my friends always played in like the ultra fast as fast as they could so they could run like the cow level and then pour it out exit out run it again but they took that out in more to destruction you um, had to beat the game every time you wanted to do fucking the cow level. <laughs> That's good. You had to kill. You had to kill ball right. every time. <laughs> and ball was no fucking joke in that game. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's when it comes out for everyone, you should definitely play it. There's I mean, no stamina bar anymore. You just run all the time. That's good. What kind of what asshole put that in Diablo two? <laughs> Seriously, who the fuck thought? You know, they should really only be able to run some of the time. Then they should walk <laughs> or stand still, right? Because that's always fun. Um, they'd be like, you know, you can roadie run in gears, but only this long. You did they ever limit how long you could roadie run in gears? I I have not limited. No, 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 you can go forever. Because no. there's a part. Towards the end, where you have to run for a long time. Mm. Well, I mean, ever like in any of the other gears. Nope. I don't as long as I know, you were only game. limited because at some point you would hit a corner you weren't going to make. <laughs> right. Right. Um. So, other games that, that humans have been playing. I played so many games. Uh, I played the Deus Ex DLC. Nice. Can you talk about it? I can. The embargo for that is tomorrow, which for anyone listening will be today, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Right. Uh, so the missing link is in some ways exactly what everyone thinks it is at this point, which is that it takes place later between the second visit to Hangshaw and the island. Mm. Um, so there's a three day gap in the game that isn't accounted for. And this explains what happened to I Adam. thought you were just asleep in a capsule. Yeah, no. For three days. No, first you get the shit beaten out of you. Uh, and all of your augments deactivated and reset to factory settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get to go around a completely new environment. Hmm. Like a gigantic, completely new environment. A ship. The ship that you snuck on, basically. You're found. So is this <clears throat> is this an opportunity to redo your augments if you didn't like the way you did them before it is an opportunity you... to play with different augments it is not integrated into the game proper yeah like gotcha. if you play through it at the end you're not going to start from that checkpoint and be yeah. like now i got all these new augments. it's not like mm. that you select downloadable content from the menu gotcha. uh it it basically creates scenario in which you would lose all of your stuff mm-hmm. sure. um and it's, metroid you it's plausible the the way that they do it and mm-hmm. they don't leave you metroided for long mm-hmm. um you will find your stuff and some praxis kits gotcha. so you can sort of start to rebuild your character and select skills mm-hmm. but you will not have what you had in that at that stage in the mm-hmm. game like i was almost completely there was very little in that game that i didn't have by the time this stuff happened when i played through oh yeah sense. yeah when, by the time this happened like i yeah, by the time in the in the regular game, before you get into the capsule and you get to where the DLC is, I basically had everything maxed out. Right. Which is funny, because at the beginning of the game, they tell you you won't have enough to max out right. all of your augments. Whatever. And, I had like 200,000 experience points by the end of that yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, in some ways, it uh, either you can play it the way that you played all the other Deus Ex stuff, mm-hmm. or, or you, try something you can try something different. Um, cool. And if you, the way you played before was stealth, you might not want to try anything different because mm. 
enemies are much more aggressive about knowing what's going on on this ship. Hmm. Like they won't just forget about you when you leave an area the way that they do in day in the, in mm. human revolution proper. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, is the ship all one mission or is there a hub area where you can take side missions or you are constantly, it sounds like goal? there are side missions. I'm not far enough to know that. And mm. they were a little vague about it, but it sounds like there are side missions um, there's story stuff going on. It's not like, oh, we'll survive and then we'll pretend like none of this ever happened. Uh-huh. Um, so stuff happens. You go through. Uh, there are conversations, or so I've been told. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten far enough to, to see it because I'm running it off a disc and every time I die or need to load, it takes a minute and a half to fucking load that <laughs> oh. game. So I need to install it to the hard drive of yeah. the debug that I'm playing it on. Yeah. But um, it, uh, I mean, it, it looks better in a lot of respects. They've tweaked the lighting mm-hmm. and added new effects because they had time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was stuff they didn't have time to add into the game proper because they figured it out really late. Right, right. Um, some of the stuff looks really awkward, though. Like, really? Character like interactions and cutscenes like look really weird. And <laughs> uh, Adam, I don't know if it's because he gets hit by an EMP or... It's it's bad like animation, but he's like just jittering around like somebody jonesing for crack. <laughs> um, so he's a witch doctor and there's not good character animation in some of the NPCs that I've seen, which mm. granted hasn't been a lot, but right. it's, it's been there and it's been pretty underwhelming, but it's more deus ex. It's the gameplay. It, it seems to know the level design. It seems pretty high level for deus ex. Like it's not easy Mm-hmm. By any stretch of the imagination, you have to take risks, and stealth is important. Mm-hmm. Unless you really, really want to have to kill a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way it determines the equipment you start out with is similar to the way that the game starts, in that you're being interrogated, and they ask you some questions, and the way you answer those questions will determine the kind of gear that you find. No, that's cool. Um, but yeah, Interesting it's, approach. it's fun so far. It's supposed to be between five to eight hours of content. That's nothing to sneeze at. No. And they're they're not saying what the price is, but it's probably gonna be like ten or fifteen bucks. I would think so. So for that, I mean for ten bucks, like five to eight hours of content of Deus Ex is not a bad proposition at yeah, all. It's not a bad deal. Any um, platform <clears throat> exclusivity, timed exclusivity? No. Good. No, that would be dumb. <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, <laughs> I also bought Resident Evil four H D on three sixty. Ah uh, yes. That's a live arcade title, right? It's not a live arcade title. It's not live arcade. It's games on demand. Oh, I see. It's also it's thirty bucks, right? It's twenty bucks. Oh, nice. Um, so that means, among other things, that means that you can buy it just with the credit card number. You don't have to buy it with Microsoft points. Mm. Uh, also, it means that they have the full thousand achievements, mm. and it's four gigs. So, wow. prepare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> for a lengthy download. Um, that sure is some fucking Resident Evil Four. Yeah. I, it's a great game yeah and it's really good people should play it it's a testament to how well designed that game was visually that it still holds up the way it does because they didn't Mm -hmm. really add effects or anything like that it's just cleaner like it's high-res models and it's so the model are the textures high-res too it it doesn't necessarily seem like it they might be from the pc version Mm, um but everything is is lit and drawn and rendered mm-hmm. in such a way that everything is unified and looks good. Mm-hmm. Like that, that game still looks perfectly presentable on GameCube. Right. So it it's just a testament yeah. to the visual design of that game that it yep. holds up as well as it does. It always had a, it always had a great visual style to it. Right. Um, <clears throat> 
Yeah, and, and anybody who hasn't played Resident Evil 4, if you want to kind of see a legacy of where uh, a lot of people figured, where a lot of people, I think, got the over-the-shoulder third-person shooting camera from <laughs> Resident, Resident Evil 4, I think, was the, the first game to really bring that into the, the popular consciousness of game developers. Yeah, um, every other third-person shooter since then feels like fucking spring break compared to Resident Evil 4, because that shit is zoomed way the hell in over your shoulder. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, it obscures so much view, and Leon turns around so slowly. Which I still think was, a quick was partially... Yeah, there's a quick turn. There's like, a quick turn, but I'm talking like turning left and right. And that's yeah. and that's legacy stuff, right? That's like, it is. That's it is. like it's, that's like we want you to have a constricted sort of view so that zombies actually might have a chance sure. of sneaking up on you. And mm-hmm. the game is designed that way. Yeah. Um, but it's jarring. Yeah. <laughs> also, the default uh, control scheme is that you aim with the right trigger and hit A to shoot. Oh wow! Remember? Yeah, that sounds very Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, and you hold the left trigger and hit A to swing your knife. <laughs> Luckily, Type Two controls just puts it at what it should be, which is you hold the left trigger to aim and the right trigger to fire. Right, the left and bumper, you still, and you can't move when you're shooting mm-hmm. either. Like and you, left bumper you is knife. Uh, right. Holds out the knife and right trigger swings it, and hold, tapping A reloads. So it controls like Resident Evil Five. Yeah, and if and if you've played. Dead Space. It it plays a little bit like Dead Space, except Dead Space you can actually move around and shoot at the same time. You know, time. De- I having Dead Space is more like Gears than it is like Resident Evil Four. Dead Space, playing Dead Space, mm. I think played like what I remembered Resident Evil Four being in the post Gears of War era. I see, I see. Because everyone just like would not shut up about Resident Evil Four, right? Or when Gears of War came out, and right. rightfully so because it was right. like they talked about it. It was like. Resident Evil 4 was hugely influential in the way that we did this. And yep. so like you just sort of blend those two things together in your mind as you move forward in your sort of gaming vocabulary mm-hmm. and dead space plays like what you seem to recall Resident Evil 4 playing like mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 does not play at all like dead space, right. not in any way, shape or form. <laughs> gotcha. It, you, it, it will feel like you're in a fucking straight jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas playing any of the Resident Evil games before four, Mm-hmm. feels like you're playing without arms. <laughs> um, so there's no way in hell that I'm buying Code Veronica HD. And your shoes oh, are no. tied. Yeah. And your shoes are tied. And your shoes are tied together. Yeah. That's, there's, I will not, I will not buy Code Veronica as much as I like that game when it came out. Yeah, so I'm guessing, so like Resident Evil 5 is the one that plays more like Dead Space. Sure. Because you, you move around slowly while yeah. you're aiming and yeah. That game, Resident Evil 5 actually changed the game quite a bit. I just yeah, think that after playing Gears and the Dead Space, everyone expected more change than they got. Mm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's paced well. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, like, the feedback systems in the game are great. Like, shooting someone in the leg and seeing them go down is mm-hmm. awesome. And shooting someone in the arm and them dropping their knife is really cool. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of cool systems in that game too, like for unique enemy types, like the one where you had to put on your your heat vision or whatever it was, mm-hmm. so that you could see the little vulnerable pot, yeah. parts in those one kind of enemies. And I just, it's and the the weapon upgrade system and the inventory systems are all fun what to use. I forgot <laughs> how, how well paced it is and how well spread out the checkpoints are, like mm. the typewriters are, because. Right as I was thinking, you know, I might want to take a break. I, I, I wish that I was near a typewriter. I came across a typewriter. <laughs> it still would be nice if they just had checkpoints that you could just exit out of. There sure. are checkpoints in Resident Evil 4 mm. where you can it just saves, but they're oh, at the end of that. chapters. Oh, okay. 
That was the first time I ever did that. It's always crazy to think about Resident Evil 4 as the game that came out in the beginning of the year and still was pretty unanimously game of the year for a lot of people. For a lot of outlets, sure. You know, Um, afterwards. Any outlet that didn't, like, really consider Xbox 360 stuff anyway because that sort of muddled the conversation a little bit. Yeah, And, uh, well, I mean, the fact that it was a GameCube game, I think it would have surprised a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, it was like... How can this game look so good on the GameCube mm-hmm. and nobody else can make a game that looks this good on the GameCube? And it controls perfectly well with the 360 controller. I think it controls better than it did with the Wii Classic controller sure or the GameCube does, controller. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, but the oh, range yeah. of motion on the right stick when you're controlling the camera sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like all or nothing. Mm. But, gotcha. Um, Anything else? Um, I played Red Orchestra 2. That game was not good. Yeah, I know, right? It's I, a I just, I've read a few reviews of people talking about how amazingly immersive that game is, and I just don't know I don't what feel they're it. playing. Yeah, I don't get it either. It doesn't help that it doesn't work yep. half the time, and people were totally glossing over that. Are I've we talking not, about single player? Uh, huh? Single player and multiplayer. I haven't played any multiplayer. I'm just talking about single player. But single player multiplayer is, too? Yeah, multiplayer definitely has like serious server disconnect issues, Ooh. serious visual bugs. Um sound issues control issues mm. i mean it's right. it's in it's in rough shape and i can't believe that there's not a single review that mentions these things i think it's one of those things you know it's like it's just one of those things where it has a particular kind of audience that really wants to like it for all this for all the unique things that it does that it doesn't quite accomplish right. but at least they're unique ideas and that makes people want to mm. give it a break and i and i and i like certain choices that they make like as far mm-hmm. as guns are kind of hard to fire <laughs> right and you get killed really quick right. that's all fine right but the level design is terrible it is awful um it, it's just bots yeah like it's not it's not laid out thoughtfully considered levels it's just mm-hmm. bots and they mm-hmm. get stuck on corners and they do get unanimously i've never heard anyone say anything other than the single player is bad the single player is bad. Yeah. But yeah, because I mean, that's also like, I just keep hearing people talk about that the multiplayer is really cool and you're not even like in the multiplayer. No. I can't, well, it's I can't not give really it. working for no. me. Right, right. And, the, and it controls like crap. Mm. Don't give me this, it controls realistically bullshit. Like, there's serious <laughs> input lag on that shit and it's not mm. fun. Mm-hmm. And there are awkward, like, C- controls yeah the buttons e- even to my awkward. like pc noobish hands like yeah having to adjust the iron sights on your rifle awesome yeah totally behind that that's a really cool idea like it's taking like half a second extra for your gun to swing like an inch in your field of view not okay mm. it's not and it feels very much a unreal engine 3 game in that regard and that that must be why that must be why i'm constantly like I feel like, okay, I need to move a little bit over to the right. And I'm like, whoa, what am I doing yeah. over here? And it runs yeah. like shit. Yeah, really? Mine actually runs pretty well. Mine doesn't. And I have some pretty powerful shit in mm-hmm. my system. But yours is ATI, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm NVIDIA. So Heaven forbid. I know. Heaven forbid I have a fucking ATI card. Yep, I know. Whose <laughs> fault that is, I'm not prepared to say. Actually, I am. And it's ATI's fault. <laughs> Fuck you, ATI. <laughs> Get on your shit. <laughs> There you go. I've had multiple conversations Message with tech people from this year about ATI cards and how performance-wise, they're great per dollar, but their optimization sucks. Mm. Um, and That's too bad. It's it runs like shit for me on a Core i7 and a in a sixty nine seventy. Yeah, bummer. 
big bummer. I think that's all that I played. Three games? You said you played a lot of games. I thought we, I thought we were going to go on a fucking list I played list Deus Ex. I played Gears. I played Diablo 3. I played Resident Evil 4. Games. I played Stalingrad. <laughs> that's five, motherfucker. <laughs> Look at my fingers. I have five fingers counted on. <laughs> Gears and Diablo don't count. Um, so what else has, has people been playing i played I mean, a bunch of indie games stuff. i just can't talk about it i played indie yeah. games but i can't remember their names of them that's the problem so i don't really want to talk about them i can't even <laughs> give someone a nice shout out of their fucking game name. Um, poor indies obviously it wasn't named well enough if you can't remember the fucking no they're game. really simple but everyone should pay attention to the indie games the indie pub is putting out soon mm. there's some really cool ones coming out you know they've published things like fractal pulse mm. they did one on steam as a pc game recently where it's got like a really creepy looking dude in like a spacesuit. i can't remember what that game's called though Couldn't it's a really creepy side scrolling shooter does he have a jetpack yes i know exactly what game you're talking about i, I can't think what it's called and he, but he looks really creepy yeah and and so indie pub is just putting out all these really great indie games you know and they're bringing a lot of them to uh psn and xbox live too mm. so uh but i did play dungeon defenders I, I played that again. How was that? <clears throat> you know, that game, it's coming out, uh, I think, in like a month. The mm. Live Arcade one? Yeah, the Live Arcade one. Mm-hmm. Is that compatible with the other versions, or is it by itself? It's by itself. Mm. But even with just by itself, I was playing like four-player local split screen. I was having a really good time. That game really requires a lot of strategy, too. Mm. Like it, it, It's very simple once the wave starts coming for you just to sit there and mash up one button, attack, attack, attack. Mm. But uh, if your team doesn't coordinate with each other as far as like how you're spending your money and building your defenses, like you will lose. Hmm. It's super hardcore. <laughs> so like, like the the ranger type character needs to build the traps, and the warrior needs to build the barriers, and the mm-hmm. mage needs to make sure that it's you know that he's building the towers. Hmm. It's got like a really rich loot system, really rich leveling up system. Like I think that game is going to surprise a lot of people. Like while it is like a uh, like third person action tower defense hybrid game, like. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to surprise people with how much like there is to do in it. Like just playing through the game alone is supposed to take like twenty hours, and if you're like a loot, you know, or you could spend way over sixty is what the guys that made it were saying. That was cool. You know, the guys that demoed it were the guys that actually made the game and stuff. They're very passionate about that. Sure, it looks really cool too. It has such a good aesthetic. You know, um, that's a game that I think in the next month people should look out for. Though I have a feeling it will be glossed over right. if it's coming out you know in october like right october is gonna be there are a few games coming out in october yeah like some very high profile live releases and psn releases like and what? rage like I, and really? battlefield Nothing? and oh wait fucking Who? batman what are these games i don't know what you're talking about i really hope skyrim doesn't get delayed batman got delayed on pc that's where i, I want to play skyrim it. won't get delayed i mean they they've fuck you they've, it's an a it's a fucking elder scrolls game How i know can but that not get delayed because they like they've been committed to that date to for the so 11, long 11, now 11 11 11, 11. So that's like hardcore. their main marketing but didn't point grant, you know? didn't grand theft auto 4 like do the same shit yeah but if this game or slips something similar i maybe not if I, this game slips it's like they're gonna miss the holiday season and they're releasing in a week where no one else is really releasing on 11 11 because yeah. they're scared of them so they already have the date to themselves. It'd be a yeah, shame. They, they Are really, they by really themselves that day. Uh, well, okay, they're probably amongst not completely by themselves, but yes, amongst triple A's, yeah. Like, when does Assassin's Creed come out? Uh, the, uh November fifteenth. Wait. So, what day of the week is Skyrim coming out? That's what I was wondering. And here's the thing. What is eleven eleven? Here's why. Really? I think it's a Saturday, and here's why. Eleven 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 is the most popular wedding day since seven seven oh seven. 
and really? you know wedding because I work with weddings uh-huh. at work every day. Right. And I'm like, what are all these fucking eleven eleven? November eleventh is a Friday. Okay, That's see, it's a Friday. Weird. I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm at work. I'm looking at all these wedding invites, and I'm like, there is no way in hell I'm going to a wedding on this release day. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, so that's Skyrim day, man. That's Friday. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they got that day to themselves, you know. So wait, that's three days after fucking Modern Warfare comes out. Jesus Christ. It's oh God. So I, I know one Friday I'm taking off. <laughs> um, yes. Can yeah. I just say that there have been. Just a lot of really amazingly fantastic games this year. Well, you know, that's pretty much the case that. every year. You I, cannot say that. Not, no. I, no. Some years are better. It's more special than others, I feel. And I, I agree. I think this year it's, video games has been really, really It's because good. We're, we're nearing the end of, the cons- of this sure, generation's sure, console sure. cycle. You know? I mean, the only complaint that I feel like I could make is I would like to play something new. I felt like last sure, year was amazing too. Last year you was know, a really good year. I played something new this week that I can't talk about yet, and I didn't like it. There you go. <laughs> so, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. <laughs> Give me another sequel, says yeah, Arthur so Geese of I, Rebel and, and That's and exactly joystick. what happened. I played a sequel, and it was good. <laughs> so I'll take that, sir. <laughs> Arthur Geese wants more sequels. Put Arthur that on Geese box, wants good games, and if it takes a couple <laughs> tries for you to give me one, then I guess I'll suck it up. <laughs> I hope I can play Resistance 3 this weekend. Oh, yeah. I beat Resistance 3 since we last recorded. Oh, as well. how'd oh, that yeah? go? What do you think? It was good. It was. It's the best of the series. You just shrugged your shoulders and sort of it was good. your head back a little it bit was when good. you said that. It was the best of the series. It's <laughs> easily the best of the series. But? Leaps and bounds above it. Um, I don't know. There's still some times with it where certain parts, like any game, in my opinion, there are parts that are like stand out as really not as good mm. as the rest. And uh, there's some parts of the story that it's another one of those games where they're like, feel this. Because like, you know you should feel yeah, this, like and you're feelings. like, no, you're like, I don't feel this because you didn't build it up enough. Yeah, well, like, like, the, like within the first five minutes, they establish like everything you do is for your wife and kid, mm-hmm. but they never establish a relationship between your wife and kid. Really, uh, the only interaction you have with your wife is like a two minute sequence in like mm-hmm. the first minute of, that is, of the game. Okay, I get mm-hmm. that. That's one of the things that Gears of War three manages is, is it's not forcing you to feel things, it's letting you feel things. Exactly. So this is like and so you're like your motivation the whole time is you're doing this for your wife and your kid, your wife mm-hmm. and your kid. And I was like, ah, you know And and they and they did a really good job with that in like uh Red Dead Redemption where like you really were fe- by the end of that game you really were feeling for your wife and your kids you know like because they played a mm-hmm. big part in the game you and know? especially thanks to thanks to Act Three where or the Act Four Act Three or where, Four yeah three, where, where you had to actually the whole act was geared for them that's what I, I mean I'm mad was, that you guys are talking about a game that I haven't finished but I just don't think I'm ever going to finish see the that thing game. is that yeah but I mean like you, you can understand the concept of like. <laughs> There's an in, there's a huge section of the game where like you are with the wife and the kid that you were trying to get the entire previous part of the game. Right. Well, I mean, and then take a and game that like really a, makes you feel for them. The game that I felt was probably most successful narratively speaking last year, which was Enslaved. Um, and that you was spend good too. you spend all the time with those two characters, and so when things exactly. happen right. to them, you feel so, it. So right. whereas in this, you know, your whole motivation for your wife and kid. Outside of seeing her like in game for like probably like two minutes With and her like weird and like like burn victim face. and like four minutes of cutscenes, mm-hmm. that's like your only motivation. And you're mm-hmm. like you know it's really about your son, and you see your son in cutscenes for probably less than two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, I'm like I didn't really care about that. Like right. I didn't really understand. Like I didn't love those characters right. or anything like that. 
So, you know, you would meet the, and then you're along the way, the other characters you meet, like, are more interesting to me. Like, you, in Resistance, like, I'm not, I don't want to spoil a lot, but I'll say at some point you run into other survivors, right? Right. And one of the villages you run in is a village of people that have survived and have turned to, like, hardcore religion as mm-hmm. a way of coping, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that's, like, more, that was, that was, like, the, a that's more interesting cool. segment of the game. But yeah. what they do really good in Resistance 3 is they do a good job of breaking up the pacing from, like, you know, 30 guys running really fast. Because I don't know if you remember, but the monsters in Resistance, yeah, they run really they fast. Yeah, they do. Um, hauling ass at you to doing it where you're crouching and walking really slow because they make it super dark. All you have is a flashlight mm. to see, and you're fighting... They did a little bit in two where you're fighting the guys that are bursting forth from the pods, mm-hmm. like like as in like a town that had been converted. Mm-hmm. So there are guys that are like currently mutating in giant egg sacks, and then they'll just burst forward and come charging at you. Oh, sure. it's gross. So yeah, so it's it's basically fighting like you know zombies in a way, right? And so they have those parts that really slow it down, and mm. so I I do think that it's like a really good game. So and it doesn't have so it's not so because the other resistance games were just so one note the whole way through. Yeah, I, th- I don't think this one's nearly like that. It has a it has it breaks it up a lot, and they do a lot of good encounter design where they where they encourage you to use that big old weapon wheel they give you. Right, Insomniac mm. always does mm-hmm. really kind of creative and interesting weapons. I would say yeah. the vast majority of them you've seen if you've played one or two, mm. but they do have a couple of new ones in there that are really great. Can I share an odd moment I had this week, slightly pertaining to Resistance Three? No, I don't want to hear it. Well, I'm Matt. You're barely a person, so your opinions count. <laughs> this is true. So on Twitter, do you know who Ben Kachera is? Yeah, uh, no. He's like the the lead gaming editor on Ars Technica. Oh, okay. Um, he was displeased with the Gears of War ad placement on IGN.com mm-hmm. because when Microsoft goes all out on a launch, they mm-hmm. don't fuck around, like, right? They basically buy that site as far as like everything that's not content. Total site is takeover. the game, yeah. right? <laughs> because that's the, like that's their push mm-hmm. like for those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was complaining about that, mm. and I believe my reply on Twitter was, "Welcome to the difference between a Microsoft first party push and a Sony first party push," mm-hmm. because. We haven't seen that kind of thing from Sony basically all year, no. and there have been some really. High I mean, profile. Sony's bought in front page skinning on IGN, and right? Stuff. But there's front page skinning. There's an autoplay ad. There's like the ad that pushes everything down and fills your entire screen. My with Gears God, of War. I hate those. Yeah. There's so like much. interstitials of Gears of War three, like every bit of ad, like it just depends how big of an ad buy you want to yeah. do ultimately. <laughs> so. Yep. So what I said was this is the difference between Sony and Microsoft first party because mm-hmm. like a game like Resistance 3, it's just not getting that kind of ad push, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's their shooter mm-hmm. for the rest of the year, basically. I mean, the the only Resistance ads I can think of off my head were those uh, billboard sightings in New Orleans like and, but a year ago. You know what? There, there are a lot of ads on cable networks for oh, Resistance okay. right now. Mm-hmm. I don't um, watch TV, so see? I don't see. Right. I, I do now because ads. I have it, so I just have it on the uh-huh. background. But anyway... My point is, is that as I'm having this conversation with Ben Kuchera, I forget who, but someone from Insomniac tweets back at us with, and just says, right? With like the, the question mark and the exclamation point. <laughs> right. I was like, uh, I can't tell if they're being sarcastic or serious. No, they can do that. They're not <laughs> owned yeah, by Sony. I, mean, you know. I know, but it's not something I expected. Right. <laughs> I mean, IGN just had a resistant spoiler cast, you know, with mm-hmm. a guy that came on and I don't know if he was supposed to do that, but it's not like he gives a damn because Sony doesn't yeah. own them. Yeah, you know, Sony True. does own 
the resistance IP though. Yeah, but they don't own them, so they can you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he can go on Twitter and say whatever he wants. So they he can can't. go fuck themselves. Right. Were you excited for the Insomniac announcement at E3? No. Okay, neither was I. <laughs> but like, uh, I Insomniac wasn't. I wasn't until until I saw the the teaser trailer, and I was like, eh. right. Well, Insomniac is one of those companies that I appreciate, but I am not a fan of. Uh, I really mm-hmm. liked the Ratchet and Clank games. I've never been into yeah. the Ratchet and Clank games. I always Same. wanted to like them more than I did. That's what I mean. And by, it's not to say that they're but not being a fan. Bad games. I just didn't enjoy them really. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, In fact, I've watched people play them and go and said to myself, "This is a really good game." So I kind of don't want to play it, but this is clearly a good you? game. If you ever wanted to play Resistance, I would say skip the first two and just play three. Like, don't right. even, you don't need to play the first two. Mm. It catches you up with like a quick cutscene in the first minute if you care. Aliens <laughs> took over. Shit is bad. Yeah, there. I just saved you one hundred twenty dollars or whatever it cost to buy the first two Resistance games. Yeah, you know, I do feel like uh, if I, I, without breaking the story, I will say that I feel like uh, like both Resistance and like Infamous Two, in my opinion, were both games where the conclusion like took kind of the easy way out in the sense mm. that it. Both of those games, in my opinion, end on like a note of hope, mm-hmm. instead of like just having the balls to be like, "Shit's nope. probably never going to get fucked. better." Sorry, you know. Well, I mean, it, I feel like at the end of a trilogy of games that you've invested a lot of money, it's in, okay for hope. It's okay for hope. Like you're going to want to feel like you've accomplished something. You're not going to want to feel like, uh, I mean, because when people are invested in a story, and I think particularly in a video game where you feel like you've become to varying degrees part of the story at the end of it you want to feel like all of that effort has resulted agreed in something. agreed it can result in something but i'm saying it can result in something where everyone dies too like yeah. where everyone where everyone's their sacrifice like yes see least. halo reach exactly we're like halo reach or or i'm saying like something like reach or like you know right. like for instance when i played dawn of war 2 uh and you get to the very end and it's like take as many with you as you can and i was like fuck yeah they're actually going to kill all these guys and just have it be no and then they don't and i was like oh come on just do it like like that would be so cool to me i think it's so cool when yeah it's like an ultimate sacrifice type I thing see, where I see. It i'll be gives curious more to worth. see how you react to the end of gears of war 3 and so, so yeah I, I just don't want it to I, you know yeah i'm still not at the end of gears I liked 3 either. the ending a lot i i i thought that that was the more moving moment there the was a uh, a particular thing about the ending of Gears Three. And we're probably thinking of the same thing. Probably. Yeah. The. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it next week. I. You exactly. have no idea what what I did means, and you won't until you get to the right. end. You go, oh, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> it's just like little things like that. It's that such it a small just, detail. Yeah. That. Okay, anyway. Um, as long as uh, <coughs> as long as they don't have a Jace monologue, I'll be happy. <laughs> I that know boy, that guy that, was so weird. That voice actor's I awful. don't dislike Jace, Jace the way you do. Or a Jace rap song at the end? Is there a Jace rap song? No. There is okay, some there's kind a, of butt rock song at the end it, of Gears Three that I haven't seen because I skipped count, the credits. Right? Is it body count? Is it body count? Oh god, it's going to be awful. Then Gears of War Three. You know, I realize that this sounds weird, but I wish that Ice T would stick to acting. I know. I can't. I could not see him like when he because I'm the part at least where he initially shows up in yeah. Gears 3 I don't know if he I would rather later. see Ice-T in a kangaroo suit all I could hear was Ice-T I couldn't hear the character that he was playing exactly all I, I thought Ice-T. he was funny as his character I thought he was good all I kept yeah, seeing like, was Ice-T from Law and Order Ice-T from Law and Order he was, like, <laughs> he was dialed up. he was dialed way up past 10 yeah, like yeah. for this character yeah. and he's the only like I 
to uh, to mention something they they talked about on the bombcast briefly. Like he he calls Anya mother f- or bitch to her face. Yeah, like that's Ice T dialed way up. <laughs> yeah, well that that's body count Ice T right yeah. there. Which is too bad because that's not an Ice T that I care to patronize much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I uh, I've been playing an iPhone game called uh, King of Dragon Pass. And it's not something that I would say just go out and pick up right away because it's 10 bucks. So it's not like it's a 99 center where it's like, hey, I'll give it a shot. But it's actually, it's really, it seems really deep and really involved and super story driven and kind of collaborative storytelling kind of thing. And so far, like, I'm enjoying it, but it's, it's kind of opaque to get into. So I don't really want to talk about it much until next week when I've had some more time to really sink my teeth into it. But just mention it. Yeah, sounds cool from what you were describing it as, though. A little bit of like a uh, little bit civ elements has a little bit of resource management and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there, there's like you no, have your clan. Yeah, yeah, like you know. it has a very rich mythology, and this the story is basically that you have a clan in this one area called Dragon Pass, and there's a lot of other clans that you start out with knowing, and then you build up relationships as you go along, and you. You explore the rest of Dragon Pass and find other clans, and it just has a lot of really involved systems, even though the whole game is menu-driven. And there's a lot of kind of choose-your-own-adventure type things where there aren't really, like, it'll have these special events, <clears throat> and you have a ring of advisors that each tell you what they think you should choose for the for the different for whenever an event pops up they always have multiple solutions and the game even tells you none of these solutions are necessarily a wrong choice or none of them are really a wrong choice it just depends on how you want the story to go and i like that concept but i don't know enough about the game yet to really say that uh to really say that it lives up to that kind of promise because a lot of the systems and a lot of the menus are a little bit obtuse so i'll talk about it more next week word well, then let's take a break and we'll come back with it. The first question is from Owen, and he asked a question that a lot of people have asked, and I usually ignore, because I feel like I've answered it, but apparently I haven't answered well enough. So, you want to know where to read about Warhammer 40k fiction, because you've gotten into the games because of Space Marine and Dawn of War. Because mm-hmm. you ain't got nothing better to do. Well, you can either go to games-workshop.com and check out the site there, because they have a ton of lore you can read there. Cool. But if you're not actually wanting to buy books and play games, and you're just wanting to read about it... You should start with the Space Marines Omnibus or the Imperial Guard Omnibus. Um, yeah, so there, Owen, you dick. Um, yeah, so that, that's where you guys should start. Uh, get the Omnibus because they're usually cheap and it has like four novels in there. And they're not going to be like things that are going to change your life by any means. They're just <laughs> entertaining. They're like romance novels for dorks. Basically, <laughs> where, I, where it's like it hits on all the notes you want. It's like the sword, chain sword went to them, spills they're, guts, and you're like, oh, As yeah. opposed to modest rippers, they're like ribcage rippers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So you're just like, oh, yeah, gut that guy. <laughs> so, oh. Um, 
Jordan writes in and says, what were some of your favorite uh, cigarette burned and broken sticks and buttons arcade machines growing up? <laughs> also, what did you enter for the three initials on the top score lists? <laughs> that one was always for question. me. It was like ass. Or like, <laughs> you know, other people like can see that I like, said ass. Or like butt. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. probably like ten years old. I would do this when I was younger, but when I got older, I would always just put Matt M A T. It's hard for me to think of favorites, even though I spell mine with M A T. Um, I can think of random ones that I really like that not a lot of people seem to play. Bucky O'Hare was one that not mm. a lot of people played. It was a lot like X Men. Except hmm. with guns. Yeah, I don't know that one. I played a lot of uh, a lot of Arkanoid, like a lot of Arkanoid. My arcade had some really terrible ones, like Primal Rage, dude. That's oh, a classic. Yeah. And that the Aero, classic. and the Aerosmith uh, gun shooter, Revolution X. <laughs> yeah, uh, both of the Dungeons and Dragons games from Capcom. Oh yeah, I forgot about those. Which were like guaranteed to take like ten to fifteen dollars in quarters. Yeah. Those well, were they, fun, they'd save though. your character. Those were good. They would. I and and God help you if you accidentally took the path that took you to the Red Dragon and you didn't say the right thing to not have to fight it. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's like fighting a fucking red dragon in D and D with a really yeah. asshole dungeon master. <laughs> um, yeah. okay. T Mac uh, is another one that. So I really the next like email comes from anonymous <gasps> because he actually the hacker group. He had yeah, yeah. He, 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 <laughs> Tyler said he put all kinds of like stars and capitals. Please don't read my name in a subject. Yay! Um, that's how you do it. So I write this just. Hours after I've been rejected by a girl that I've had a thing for since 2008. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. She said she never thought of me as anything more than a friend. Been there. Ouch. Mm -hmm. But what I want to know is, is it bad that I don't really care? (laughs) I mean, I stung the first few minutes, but I don't really care. I feel like I should. No. But but it's had little effect on my attitude towards her or anything for that matter. So is my head fucked up or am I just the kind of guy who rebounds from that kind of stuff? Honestly what you're going through is something i've gone through when i was flat out rejected by a girl that i came on to like it was like the easiest thing for me i was like oh that was awesome it's a morbid sort of relief yeah, it it was, is, yeah i was like i was like oh well that's awesome and then her and i were able to stay friends like like it, we were like perfectly fine this after the girl that. i'm thinking of like the super hot crazy one yeah <laughs> crazy but, one. but because she just came out and was like look i'm not attracted to you like that and that's not going to ever happen and i was like oh well that was very definitive Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, like that was very clear. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, it lets you move on. You know, yeah. people really do need closure on shit like that, and it's a lot better than pining after somebody. Exactly. You know, when they just yeah. give you like straight up closure, like never like a never like any sort of like false you hope. Like or maybe someday stuff, yeah. when I'm not like no, just yeah, like, that's flat not out cool. like it's never gonna happen. Right. Uh, I mean, the only thing you should feel bad about is the fact that it took you three fucking years to get there. Yeah. You idiot <laughs> don't um, do that but the fact that but the fact that you feel okay about it shows that you're an emotionally well-adjusted person right. so you so should feel good about that go hit on some bitches <laughs> until it works <laughs> until, until it works, works right yeah. <laughs> bitches used ironically in this case yes understood not in the not iced the iced tea, tea yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh next has anybody... I just want to ask, because this guy, the next email that I'm not really going to read, but he was talking about how... You should read it. <sighs> uh, it has a picture of a car. I was Yeah, it's vector art. I was wondering <laughs> what your guys' thoughts are on Zone of the Enders 3 for 3DS. I haven't Don't played it. Care. Exactly. That's why I wasn't going to read it, because I knew no mm-hmm. one was going to really... But I was going to say that that was, was going to leave me a question. Has anybody thought more recently about maybe 
eventually owning a 3DS when you see some of the games that are coming out. No. I'm even less interested in owning a 3DS after this fucking extra stick bullshit. The extra stick thing turns me off, but I have to admit, like, there has been a couple of games that I've seen that I'm like, I want to play that. What? Well, I'd like to play... Okay, so I know it's the typical Nintendo trap. Mm-hmm. But so I would that. like to play the uh, Mar- Super Mario 3D Land. Oh, right. I'm just going to throw it out. Th- I have not... I did not hear anyone with a shred of sanity towards Nintendo stuff in their head say anything positive about that game. And the really? only and the other one was uh, Luigi's Mansion, the sequel. Mm. Okay, because- oh, that we one. We talked about that last week. Yeah, I'm gonna. I will give you because I liked Luigi's Mansion a lot on mm-hmm. GameCube. It was like my favorite of all the launch games. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's just a couple of other like third party ones that sound like they could potentially be cool. Not, but still, not. Enough. I don't own one. I didn't go out to the store and get right. one. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just the first time that I had like a moment where I was like, oh. Yeah, maybe no, someday. I've, I have not had that moment at all. In no. fact, I'm like glad that I didn't buy one. I'm glad that I didn't ever want to buy one, um, which is a weird place to be for me. Okay, the next letter comes from Paul. He says, I was writing to ask you what you thought about, one, every game coming out at the same time and none during <laughs> the summer. Although, summer games did come out this God, year. God, are you and, fucking kidding me? Like, there are like five games from the summer that I started and haven't finished. Yeah, and and uh, two, your thoughts on the prices March. of games. It seems to me that publishers would sell more copies of their game if they took a different approach. How about games with less features for 20 to $30 new with extra mode, etc. as DLC, a.k.a. what THQ tried with yeah. that? That uh, bombed miserably, but I mean, maybe that was priced too high. Um, yeah. I can't afford all the games coming out this year, as most people can't. Why not make the choice easier on the consumer? Well, I mean, I guess maybe they figure you'll buy it down the road, right? Even if you don't buy it right away. And then I would also encourage GameFly, you know, mm, or just wait if you, for well, that's Netflix what or Quickster to start shipping out video games. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, or go to a, a red lot box. Of, like a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, if I get a, a GameFly game, I don't get it until like a month after it comes out or something like that. But if, so what? Just be patient. If you can just buy one or two and hold out to Black Friday, you can buy most of these games for half. That's true. Of what you're seeing them for. Or right even now. just wait till January, right after the holiday season. Yeah. yeah. Look at, look at, just keep track of Amazon sales and Steam sales if you're a PC gamer, you know. Like, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit was $30 on black friday wow. that was, that game had been out for like two weeks wow um two yeah you just got to pay attention to the deals of the day yeah honestly like another thing that i played this last weekend i was i played a bunch of magicka on sunday because they had the steam sale and i had a lot of the dlc already but the rest of the dlc was seriously like 50 cents 75 cents for each of these so different awesome. dlc Fuck. things yeah need for speed hot pursuit another game that i barely played um, <laughs> the categories Anthony's categories <laughs> so Steven writes in and says uh, one of the Vita's biggest features that Sony's been stressing is the ability for you to take games you play on your PS3 and continue on their Vita that's not true that's that, not true at all that's not true you're thinking of one game right it's called uh, God I've written a preview on it I don't even know they have not been stressing that Wipeout yeah. 2048 is uh, cross compatible between the Vita version and whatever the next Wipeout mm-hmm. game will be right it may be cross compatible but it isn't like you yeah conti- Kojima's like the only one that has like things where you continue the journey is like that dungeon explorer game mm-hmm. where you're beating up things then you can literally pick up your character and keep going well what was his question faulty premise or yeah. no obviously Vita doesn't have the processing power of the PS3 so I was wondering do you guys think that developers will hold themselves back on using all the resources of the PS3 in order to make sure the Vita version of the game runs perfect. Do you I think, think in Vita, some ways the Vita is more capable. Do you think PS3 the Vita is. may cause the same problem on Sony that is experiencing multi-platform titles getting the short end of the stick on PS3? 
No, I, I mean the, the only games that will ever do the the cross platform thing will be PS3 exclusives, exclusives mm-hmm. first of all, and mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. and even then, I guarantee you that's going to be a a, a feature almost no one uses. Right. I bet. And, and the way that I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it would be fucking awesome if that was just sort of the mo for developers, and that it was like, and the the way and the like the Sony systems, the the dev kits that developers get for the PS3 and for the Vita, you know, if they could write code that was mostly interchangeable between the two and stuff like that. But but that's not at that's, all. That will never be the case because Sony is notorious for being the worst to program for. Well, but the thing with the Vita that's different from Sony's past stuff is that it's all off-the-shelf parts. Hmm. Like there's no custom kit inside the Vita. And that's really? the first time that they've done that. I didn't know that. That's one of the reasons why they can sell it for so little is because it's stuff that's been fabbed for so long that the mm. manufacturing process is down and it can be made cheaply. Nice. Um, and that's then, of smart. course, they're charging for memory cards again. The <laughs> classic Sony business strategy. Yeah, really. Um, but, but Yeah, I mean, I would love it if a lot of games were like that. Or, like, you know, yes, the or if I, you know, I would love it if I could pay... You know, instead of sixty dollars, pay seventy dollars and get a and get you know a Vita and a PS3 version of the same game or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Though. You know, like and and I don't really see it going the way like I have a PS3 game that I can play on my Vita, but having a Vita game that I could play on my PS3 and have it just be interchangeable and have like cloud saves and stuff like that for me, that's the best of all possible worlds. But it's not going to happen. Yeah. As far as technical capability, the Vita has runs at half the resolution of a PS3 game, theoretically, mm. um, and has 128 megabytes more RAM. The thing is, is that like the only reason that one game works between Vita and PS3 is because it has like a really stylized look anyways, that it mm. isn't like blowing out what the PS3 can do as far as realism or anything. It's very <laughs> cartoony. Um, but how cool would it be if like you could play, you know, Fat Princess 2 on your Vita, and then you could... And like you, you unlock things or whatever on the Vita, and then you play Flat Princess Two on your PS. With a multiplayer game, I don't see why they couldn't do that because right. it's just like a server unlock thing. Um, so the next question comes from Miles, and I'm not going to answer it, but maybe you guys what a will. The Miles, cat. not Miles. Well, he says Miles Robson <laughs> from sunny South Florida, first time writer and new listener. Thanks for joining us. You yeah, have giant cockroaches absolutely. down there, Miles. Uh, everywhere in the <laughs> South do. does. I've been there. I'll keep, it short and sh- I'll keep it short and sweet. If each one of you had control, full control, of an imaginary studio, or if you had a favorite real studio, what games would you personally want to see developed from your own random ideas? I will not answer this, because my ideas are my own, Miles. <laughs> I already know what you're all... They're not copyrighted. grand scheme <laughs> for like the perfect first-person game is. There might be squad controls in it. <laughs> oh, the squad controls in Red Orchestra 2 also useless. Yeah, because your squad is like, you're like, go over there and make sure you take cover. And nope. like, uh, you want me to stand above the sandbags? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I should take cover on the side that the enemy fire is coming from, right? And then when you die in that game and spawn as a new guy, you'll spawn as the guy that's like, like the, the guy machine gun straight ahead. Open. Right. I'm going for it. <laughs> Fuck cover. Let me stop these bullets with I my I mean, does body. anyone have a, a game that they want made? But see, I don't want uh, to I, I I definitely do. I want an RPG that is all story driven and no combat. It's all story and exploration driven. And, and I'm not saying that there Boring. can't. <laughs> and I'm not saying that there can't be combat. I'm just saying that like I don't I don't care for a new combat and magic system. That's not what I. I just want an RPG that's you know. I think I've talked about it before, so I don't mind telling this one. It's just that I would like 
a game that was first person, but in World War Two, but mm-hmm. not co- about combat, but about being a triage medic fighting with guys. Oh, and you talked about that on the show. Exactly. Before. So I, Wade. I think that that would be yeah, so cool. Like being yeah. the guy that has to, to like whether it's like making sure someone yeah. can get back in the fight, determining who has to get pulled mm-hmm. off the line. The guy who gets just fucking annihilated when they take that that eighty eight. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that that quarters the way through. That'd just be such Ryan. a cool thing to have to perform triage, and you know, there'd be like a a victory or success thing based on how many people live Don't out of each mission. You. So, yeah, I'm making light of a scene that's just so devastating in that movie. Well, and not just and not just how many people live, but like how how often you make the right call. Like, you know, I need to go help this guy because this guy's just going to die, and there's nothing I can do. I've always, uh, I've always wanted. A high school football RPG game where <laughs> you have God, where you how have far away from that can we possibly be? You <laughs> have the football game, which is like most of your action, but then you have the hub world, which is like your high school mm-hmm. and like the whole social area, and that's mm-hmm. and then you also have practice that you go to and build nice. your skills. Friday think, Night Lights, the video game. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, that would be so fucking rad. I man, Friday I, Night Lights won an Emmy. Seriously, I can't think of something that I want that I'm not getting. Like I'm like the game games are coming out and I'm just so excited for stuff that's coming out that I'm not like, man, you know what I really need this other random thing. Yeah, well, I mean, like I that's just the thing is that like I play a lot of AAA games and like while I'm playing Gears of War, I'm like this game is fucking awesome. I want a game that looks like this and feels as good to control as this that somehow isn't about shooting. I mean, I would love a game that was like a an elaborate game where they could make something like planning out a heist and pulling it off with the team of your friends. Mm. Like, oh, and not, yeah, and not, totally. and not, and not like the heist game coming out for PSN. So Rainbow Six it turns into shooting. Kane and Lynch. But like, can you pull mm-hmm. it off? Like being stealth and never seen. Did you plan out all the security, mm. right? And stuff like, like more that. like That'd Monaco. Cool. Exactly. But, but less right? abstract. Um, but yeah, that'd be fun. Pie Heat the, the game. Yeah. yeah, you wanted Gearbox's heat game that never actually. <laughs> so I'm gonna happened. read this one email, not because it makes any sense, but because it's a great example of stream of consciousness writing. <laughs> so I'm going Don't to put that. in a period if there's a period. Uh, um, I've been hope. So the 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 title letter is Microsoft saves Nintendo 3DS. Kay. He writes in, I've been hoping for Halo on a DS for years. Period. It seems like now would be the best time for both Microsoft and Nintendo. <laughs> Halo Anniversary and 3D on the 3DS would be awesome, along with Halo Waypoint, millions of copies, th- and 3DS sold. Microsoft has published games on Nintendo Portables in the past. Viva Pinata, Blue Dragon, Corey. <laughs> awesome. Um, there's never been a less likely time for Microsoft to do that. <laughs> they have a mobile platform. Oh, yeah, Windows Phone 7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not 3D. No one cares. I know. But yeah, I don't know. I know. Uh, no one cares. Any more letters? Let's see. There have got to be more letters. Oh yeah, there's 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 a there's a, a quite a bit. Um, I'm there's just trying to find. One. Oh, well, I'm just trying to find one. Okay. Well, in the meantime, let's have a conversation. Drew says, "Is." Uh, interesting way to play a second playthrough of Deus Ex. He said, just wanted to share with you and your listeners a great way to play a second playthrough of Deus Ex. I don't on, like the sound of this. On your second playthrough, <laughs> make a promise to yourself that if you die, you're done. Excluding boss fights. They're right. They're it's dumb. great because yeah. I find myself in extremely stressful situations that I would have reloaded previously. I find myself constantly weighing the risk versus reward factor because there are no do-overs. Mm. What is this guy's name? His name is Drew. Drew, I want you to make me a promise <laughs> that you'll go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate long load time. 
<laughs> uh, a- Andrew wrote Dude, in. Actually, I think that's, a, I mean, like, I think that that is actually a really interesting and cool idea, Drew. So I mean, don't I, go there's fuck like yourself. Those, uh, People do stuff like that all yeah, the time where yeah, they make, uh, like, like I do that sometimes in Fallout where I'm like, well, fuck, I killed all those people. Right, Rolling that's not with the it. same as right. dying and starting over from the fucking beginning right, of the but, game. Right, but a game like Deus Ex, like, you, if you're careful enough, you probably could, could get through without dying. Sure. Sure. I'm just saying. But what if you don't? <laughs> there, I, I, I was also reading, like, there's an MMO out there that has permadeath. Mm. Like, What? Wow. Uh, EverQuest had an option where there was one server you could play on where it was permadeath. Fuck. And and it was permadeath and PvP at any level. Oh, my God. So people would just wait for the spawn point for newbies (laughs) and be like, wow, welcome to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Andrew writes in and says, a few episodes ago, Anthony talked about toilets with two flush buttons. Ooh, I did. Yeah. Just thought I would say that in Australia we have toilets with two buttons as well. One is a half flush for when you wee, and the other button is a full flush when you do a turd. It's a water saving feature. When you do it, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. And oh, it's like, isn't it a good idea? Fuck you guys. What yeah. you don't like it? Oh, this is America. We flush every time. This is America where we put bricks in the tank. We don't. There's no yellow. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Fuck that. If you even put one hey, drop of pee. I live with you. Don't give me that <laughs> bullshit. It's true. It yellow in the tank. It yellowed there forever. <laughs> it's true. I'm just being an asshole. No, actually, I think I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, it's like one of those things where, hello, this is money saving. Well, it was just like I read an article on well, Wired about the guy that invented the waterless toilet and basically got never took off, even though it was perfectly safe because... Uh, like unions of like companies that make water toilets and unions of plumbers basically slandered it enough to say how unsafe it was, which wasn't true. That it well, never took off. It, there's, I mean, that's also like a consumer education issue because nobody's just everybody believes it. Like water, wash things away, make clean, me feel good now. You yeah, know? like it's. Difficult I didn't see to, that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to feel that way with a dry toilet. Um. Okay. That was part of the guy. Anonymous writes in. I'm going to read it because I I got it. Yeah. I've been blessed with a really cool older brother who taught me so much about video games, including how to throw a fireball in Street Fighter. We are now 24 and 28, respectively. Way to be anonymous. Your brother knows who you are now. (laughs) And play together pretty consistently. For the most part, it's awesome. The only time it isn't is when we play fighting games. I'm consistently better than him. And thus win most of her matches. The student has been. It's been this <laughs> yeah, way sure. probably since Street Fighter Alpha 3 on PlayStation and pretty much every Street Fighter tech in oh, the Soul Cover game since. Recently, with yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, he said he'll never play it with me again after an hour of matches led to about 30 wins to his 7. Is oh. your brother Mark Ryan Sally? Um, my wife <laughs> says you catch more flies with honey and to throw a few matches to him to keep it uh, even wins for each of us. But if my bro ever found out I'd lost on purpose, he'd be really upset. What should I do? Man, I was just reading a book about the same dilemma. You're not supposed to be better at things than your big brother, and you are. I don't know, man. He would stab you if he found out you were throwing matches. Yeah, the only way, the only thing that I can say is that it's kind of a no-win scenario, and it's up to your brother to get past his stuff. You could stuff. buy him a book about how to be better at games. <laughs> you could you could start telling, reminding him how to throw a fireball. Um, I mean, yeah, you could you could do you that. Could tell him how you, you could. Tell him how you beat him and see how he takes it. Talk you, about strategy. How yeah. did I? How like, did how each how other can I get better or something? Mm-hmm. How did I beat you? <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> um, 
quick answer we can give to Michael who wrote in about, you know, uh, the resource for PC building. He was saying, you know, all the people that write in, like, is my PC going to be cool? He said, check out the I need a new PC thread on NeoGAF. Hmm. It's a lot of guys that really go in and update it. But he also says, puts Tom's uh, and Anon tech to shame. I disagree. Cat, I think it. the NeoGAF, like, just fawn all over specific things that and have their own weird little agendas. Agreed. This is why I don't read NeoGAF. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying like it's fine to use that as a as a jumping off point, but like taking what they say as gospel, I don't. I know. Can you? Someone emailed us a, a site where you can go in and kind of like pick your components, and it'll show you like the retailer options you have, where they have all the components that you're looking for. Oh, I don't really, really see nice. any reason to. Honestly, for computer parts, the only places I shop are Newegg sometimes and Amazon. Uh, Newegg's nice because they usually have such a big user base that you can go and read the five star reviews and you can read the one star reviews. And I and highly can... recommend always reading the one, two, and three star reviews on products. Exactly. Because they'll tell you what you can expect. Will the happen. angriest people right. are the ones who will fill out the most <laughs> dedicated, long winded explanations. Um, and well, you also find out things where people will say, uh, I got a one star review because. I'm giving this a one-star review because this video card says that it only draws this much power, and I have a CPU that's powerful enough, and I found out that it actually draws this much. Right. You know? I- idiots. Yeah. Uh, I But I like Tom's Hardware. I think Tom's Hardware is the ones that do the uh, the monthly breakdown. Yeah, and they yeah, do a lot of really great ratings. Like, mm-hmm. this card did this. And-, and they're really good about just, like, sort of breaking down the practical, like, pluses and minuses of the money. Exactly. You spend. can go there and be like me. Read it and get something from it. You don't have to be a techno wizard. Mm. So, um, Ryan writes in. I'm reading this one because I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> With I was recently playing Day Sex since we're talking about that so much, and began thinking about augments and how those with all the, all those that have them are physically fit. After some careful thought, I came to the conclusion that their fitness level actually makes no sense. Shouldn't those augmented limbs be morbidly obese? Technically, the robotics are doing the work, so it's basically like being a torso in a fancy wheelchair. How the hell would you burn calories or fat? (laughs) I mean, nerve impulses go through other muscles, and I imagine it would be... The muscles still get used. They're just augmented. Like standard, like the way your brain is wired, if something is moving and a muscle expects to move, it probably will. I really like I really like the way that... I really like the idea, though, of being like morbidly obese and still throwing cars and stuff. Like, (laughs) the lead character in Deus Ex is being so fat and punching through walls. But his entire arms were robot arms. It's not like he would have... He he wouldn't have had the donut arms. Okay, but wouldn't have been awesome if he was fat up to his arms? That was... <laughs> <laughs> so he's just got buff arms and big old fat body. The, uh, the DLC shows him without a shirt on, and he doesn't look buff. He looks emaciated. Well, and, and you see that shot with him without his shirt yeah, on. Yeah, smoking a cigarette or whatever, holding the glass. Yeah, in the yeah. loading screens. Too. Um, and he it's says, oh, and if the technology was available, what would you guys have augmented? If what? Sorry, know. what was that? If What would we have augmented if we could? My penis. Hmm. My penis. I'm sure there's probably like one thing that would have so many weird places. (laughs) I get it. My legs augmented. I want to be able to jump. Fucking ridiculous. 
Oh, that's a Dude, good point. That well, is I don't, I don't want to be like, man, I wish I had a ladder. I'll be like, yeah, but... But there's so many other augments you have to buy for your legs if you get your legs <laughs> augmented before you can be a true badass. Exactly. The, the way it is, like, you jump super high in the air and then you'd land and shatter your brittle augmented legs. Yes. Why well, just need to be able to jump and just barely reach up there? Not but jump see, and be about, like, oh, because no, fuck. Then you, you would need arms strong enough to lift yourself and your heavy-ass augmented legs up over or the Or, like, what, what if, like, you jump off, like, a five-story building and your legs can handle the fall but your spine can't? So it just gets all my discs get compressed. My legs yeah. are fine, but my disc, my back's just fucked. But the landing system in Deus Ex just slows your fall down. Right. Like I've all, I've always thought that, that I've always said this, and this freaks my girlfriend out. That like I would totally willingly replace any of my body parts with stuff that functioned better if the mm-hmm. technology was proven. I have no problem with. I mean, that. they like, already have that for legs. Yeah, but I, right, but but Matt's saying that he would voluntarily be like, "Here's I would my vol- perfectly good leg." I would voluntarily right. become a cyborg. So what I'm saying is, like, why don't you do that? Because they're yeah. like, because the leg substitutes for amputees at this point are more are more powerful as far as like speed and maneuverability. Than yeah, but leg. that but the, that's kind of, not good enough. But I they mean, don't look sexy. Well, you can't. No, it's I mean, like, be interesting. But they're not actually linked. I mean, like they're not actually. Matt doesn't want to be able to pop it off. I don't want to be able to pop it off, and I don't. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be something that like attaches in in an awkward way to my body somehow Man, that can I, cause problems. I just feel like anyone who's saying that they would do this wasn't paying attention while they were playing Deus Ex, because like everyone in Deus Ex who's augmented except for Adam is stuck taking ridiculously expensive drugs on a regular basis, or they will lose their fucking mind and go into convulsions. Right, and that's the, that's part of the fiction of that world. You know, like, I'm assuming that in, in our real-life world, that at some point when, you know, like, uh, augmenting yourself and turning yourself into a cyborg is uh, less problematic at some point. Yeah. And it's at that less problematic point that I would do it. At the last Summer Olympics, we had the first uh, handicapped uh, person with a severed leg, right, run with a prosthetic. Did she? I think they let her run, yeah. I, the one with the, the double prosthetic. Yeah, I thought I, I, I didn't think she could because of the, they determined she she's faster. like a superhuman. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, exactly like the, the speed really? which her, her legs allowed her to See, run. See, yeah, for some reason I thought they'd let them run, and I was going to say, like, it's going to be interesting when it gets to the point where the engineering does push them past human yeah, the engineer It's already there. Like, you the know. engineering for the reverse bowed and yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. leg prosthesis. Hmm. Like See, I, I was thinking it was design. a guy, though. I don't know if someone, if, if a reader, if a listener knows. I don't think that. I don't think in. they let. I don't think they had anybody in the Olympics that With were. The, they might do that in the Paralympics, of course, but right. like, I don't think that was in the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Eventually, the Paralympics are more exciting than the regular Olympics. Cause well, eventually all, like, they won't be powerful. the Paralympics. They'll be like you know the the augment Olympics or something. <laughs> it'll be it'll be more like uh, it'll be more like. Uh, race car driving where it's all about the the engineers mm-hmm, and the, the machines. sponsors <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well that's it you can find us on twitter <laughs> i'm at chuff money matt's at uh talking orange yes. tyler's at dirty t and arthur is at aegies because there's no really good way to say that nope nope um i just think of it as ags in my head you can send your letters to us if you send them to the email address letters at eat-sleep-game.com. We're going to do an extra life thing. And we are. Create we're an account and start taking donations. Details TBD. So make sure yes. you follow us on Twitter to figure that shit out. And make sure you set aside... Uh, and it's a charity thing. Like $10 that you were going to spend on something dumb. And do it for the kitties. Yep. 
It won't not, be going into us. It'll be going to the charity. Not the pussies. The kitties. <laughs> all right. Well, you can go donate it for animals, too, if you don't want to donate it to us. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you all next week.